is a ghetto. Also the most Euros ghetto from Peru. <laughs> right. So the owner just said like, here's a building, you can turn it into a museum, something like that, right? Yes, two floors. Two floors full of full of this shit. Full, Man. you know? So we started cleaning all this shit, uh, move the beers for other places, you know, like, <laughs> you know? Okay. All the techniques, because we try in the the good way with with some sounds and stuff like that, but we need the guns. Welcome back to Chris Dyer's Creative Friends, the super awesome podcast interview show on YouTube where me, your artist friend, Chris Dyer, interviews his super awesome artist friends. Um, these days, I'm in Lima, Peru, and I wanted to interview an old friend of mine who's an amazing artist of different kinds. Uh, you know, I'd say mostly he's a street artist, muralist, but he also does so many other expressions that we all explore in this fantastic conversation. His name is Joan Entes, known What's in up? the streets. Yes, sir. How are What's you up, doing? Brother? Thank you so fine, much. Fine, fine. Thank you so much for doing this interview with me and thank you so much for doing it in English. No problem, bro. I got it some good English, but not the well well, you know? So right. it's, 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 it's on the way. Yeah. Well, <laughs> As long as people understand what you're trying to say, I think it will be, uh, it will be great. Perfect. So we were today at the beginning, we're in Barranco. Yes. And now we're in Miraflores. Barranco is where your studio used to be last year when I visited you. Uh, and you just moved to Miraflores. This is your brand new studio, right? Yes. What's your, what's your uh, how do you like Barranco versus Miraflores, for example, as Lima neighborhoods go? It's completely different. Because I moved in my studio in pandemic when the pandemic started. So when I when I uh, back to New York to Lima to my last exhibition in Super Chief Gallery, uh, I say, okay, I need return to Miraflores because it's more closer to my house. Mm -hmm. It's a few blocks to my house, but. The difference complete is I feel completely alone here, you know, like no more artists closer or restaurants or or things like that when I cross with another artist. Because Barranco is like a big scenester yes. scene where there's yes. lots of artists. And it's like the Bohemia typical from Peru, actually, right. is Barranco. Yeah. So all the artists, uh, writers, whatever kind of arts, also actresses and whatever, live in Barranco and got studios there. So this one point, because I need to stay alone 
for focusing my word, no cross with anybody. It's too distracting. Yes. Right. As, as much as you like seeing other yes. artists. Oh, shit. <laughs> as much as break. You, we always break something in this show, I think. <laughs> but as much as you like seeing other artists and musicians, uh, sometimes it, it, it distracts you too much from focusing on your work. So Miraflores is what? But Miraflores is very cool, too. There's still a lot yes. of things happening here. No? But, but now we are far of this part of the public move movement there right it's like parker kennedy is really far so now we are chilling we are really underground mode and clean clean scene there right I, I like the studio that kind of feels a little bit like your gallery fail gallery that i guess didn't make it past the pandemic yes. but uh, you'll have some people over here and have some shows i guess i i think so this is the reason because I prepared this space to this kind of new exhibition for the future. But now we are chilling, working in new uh, exhibition for these years. But we are on the way thinking about uh, propose you and other friends come to here and do exhibition here. Uh, in the moment is the right thing for for invite people to hear, you know, coming, because the pandemic is really weird for the old people. Also, the collectors are old people. Right. <laughs> you know? So the people who want to buy your art probably can't come to public areas uh, yes. events yet. These people try to stay only one or two person more, no more people, you know. Mm -hmm. like this, this is the way for this kind of person. Right. Uh, so... I, I think so is a good space. Also, Miraflores is the center of these kind of things. So now in the pandemic, too many places so far closed for no more budgets, you know. Mm -hmm. But I got a space. I got lucky about the work and many things like that. Nice, man. Well, congrats. So uh, I usually start my shows by asking my guests, who are always like my friends, if they remember how we met. Yo, it's too many it's too many years ago, right? From what I remember, the first time I the thing is like I think we met before I realized who you were. I think yeah. you came to an art show of mine in San Isidro in yes, 2006. Yes. Yeah. It's too many years ago, bro. Yeah, 2006. That's Yo. you know, long time ago. And I think you came out in a magazine as one of the attendees of my show. And yes. I think later on, I saw. I was like, oh, I just went to my show in 2006. I didn't realize. Later on, I saw your your art, and I remember being in Miami Art Basel 2011, and I was going to my wall. And all of a sudden, like, Entes and Pessimo were painting a big mural. I was like, oh, it's Entes and Pessimo. Holy shit, stop the, the taxi. And I went down. I was like, hey, guys, I'm yes, going I remember exactly do these two times. Mm -hmm. But I remember the relation is more stronger about that, that 2010, because the internet is more fluid. And, and I think so. It's not the Instagram, Facebook, something like that. And we are really connected. Also, you return. Your brother returned to do something here. I put it in contact with him. We do a wall, actually. You know, is a is is a really interesting time. Also, 2006. You, the curator of your exhibition, is Villacorta, right? 
Right. Yes. Yes. So the gallery is Puntum. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I remember exactly when, when this happened. Uh, we go with uh, Giuseppe De Bernardi. I go with Giuseppe De Bernardi because I really, in this time I'm a study, I'm a started to study art and I really connected with this kind of artist. So this, uh, this artist actually paid eyes in the walls. Okay. Like JR, like JR, but in 2004, something like that, really old. Mm -hmm. um, and he's my friend and we do like, yo, this guy, let's go. I say, yo, so this, this, in this point, we know you. Nice. Well, thanks for coming to my exhibition back then. That was, that was awesome. Always great to show in Peru, uh, even though I don't sell anything. Because <laughs> 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 people just don't have yeah. lots of money for buying. But, and you, you were just saying that you know my brother more on the graffiti side, right? Yes, sir. Did you start doing graffiti before you start yes. doing murals? How long did you do graffiti lettering before you started doing uh, characters or what people consider street art? I'm starting doing characters, actually. Oh, yeah? Yes, straight, because when I started, I know like a little part of graffiti, you know? But I'm really interested in the character side because I, I like drawing, you know? But when I started, my first contact with the spray can is like when I do things for my team from from soccer from Peru is Universitario de Deportes. So when I started these kind of things, I'm, I know people from Sequaces, I know people from La Zona, I started playing with that and I go with these people to other places, you know. So you uh, were doing street gang tags at the beginning? Yes, for Like sure. me, that's how I started yes. too with spray paint. Yeah, <laughs> this is the way, actually. Right. So when I got the, the one year there, I say, I can draw in something, you know, mm -hmm. with the spray can. I try to do, um, and it's good, not too bad, you know, I say, hmm, perfect. So I'm trying more. But in this moment, I know rap music um, hip hop movement. So, in some cassettes, I got uh, like lots of Brooklyn cassettes. Got graffiti there, but in little parts got characters. I'm really interested in that. When I'm starting in '98, the people uh, of graffiti here is really interested in uh, pieces. In lettering. Yeah, lettering. So, in this part, I say okay. I turned my word to that. Uh, I started to do piece and character. So, and then this was your lettering. Yes. Oh. No beer. Like also, what is the real pronunciation? Uh, beer. Beer. Like yes. B E E R. Como yes. Cerveza. No, no, no. Beer. Oh, como ah. beer. Oh, like a oso. Uh huh. Rawr. Yes. <laughs> like okay. a oso. Yeah. So I'm starting playing paint with that. So so I tagged in that and do the character. Okay. And it's in 2002, and I traveled to Chile for first time uh, and know the movement of the hip hop place there, like break dancing, uh, MCs, 
graffiti writers, DJs, all the movement. And the guys got uh, nicknames or tags in Spanish. I say, why not? What I'm uh, fucking try to do, like uh, USA movement, but I'm from Latin America. I say, no more that shit. I, I turn my, my, my brain to do entes and, and started that part. Mm -hmm. So this is the little history about my tag. Nice. And entes means like beans, you know, yes. so it's kind of like random, one of those uh, strange names that, you know, we find in this world. So <laughs> you had a partnership with Pessimo yes. for some years. For a long time ago, like 70 years. 17? Yes. Wow. So for 17 years, you guys were painting murals together and yes. now you've gone your own ways. Yes. Yeah. We're and working alone and we're staying the point, you know? Mm -hmm. Nice. And through that combination that you guys did, or I don't know if it was initiated by different people, but you also were working with Latino, Latinoamericano Latino Festival. Yes. So basically you got a street art or mural festival here in Peru. When did that happen? How long did it last? 2012. We started in that. We we are in Miami. Actually, in this moment, uh, when you when you meet there in this place in in Miami, I remember exactly 24th Street. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you guys got so many walls out there. You guys, yeah. I've never been able to get walls that big and great. Still today, we got. <laughs> many invitations of these people you know we we meet many people old school like Wayne TC5, Ken5, uh, Kem, Kets, many persons sent to other guys and these people re real are interesting in, in the work because it's unique you know also we we got an invitation in 2007 for Wingwood Walls okay but Already, yeah. that shit no happens with because uh, we don't got visa. Ah, we couldn't get in the country at the time. Yes. Also, it's the, the same time of Osgimio Spain there, but mm. we don't got the visa and we don't can fly. Oh, how bummed were you yo, not being able to pay yo, with all This is the, the opportunity I say, oh, come on. Well, but you made it oh, in eventually. Yeah, yes. But you never painted when we walked. By no. now, no, the invitation never came back. No, now I'm no interest in that. Also, uh, um, with Pessimo, we organized the festival Latido Americano. And when the, this festival started, the name is Latido Latir Latino. Latir Latino, yes, sir. So we started because we meet many friends of Latin America there in Miami. And we say, why we think we need come to USA to, to view the other friends? Why? Right. Because the people don't organize nothing like that in Latin America, you know? Only invited other famous person to come and all the countries closer and no more. Mm -hmm. And we say, okay, organize a Latino festival. Don't care about gringos or Europeans mm -hmm. on anybody in the world. Just so Latino okay. painters. Yes, in Peru. sir. 
also the first two years is Latino painters. Mm -hmm. And we send the invitation to other Latino painters living in USA or other parts in the world. Also invitate some uh, Denmark guys uh, to here. And the, this event do noise in the world and we are considering the complex magazine of in the fir first 15 most important street artist festivals in the world. Uh-huh, beautiful. So the, it's only, the only Latino festival, crazy. Amazing. Well, there's so much talented Latino painters. Yes. And it's good that you guys empowered yourself by uh, capturing walls here. And, and getting together and uniting forces. Uh, what's some artists that painted these festivals? Inti, Jazz, uh, Saner, Sego, Viño, uh, Tiño, I don't know, many. Mm -hmm. Os, um, Os Montaña, Saile, Apitatán, whatever. Mm -hmm. You choose one and maybe he's come. <laughs> yeah, totally. And uh, you must have made like great connections with that too, and then got invited to do other festivals in other countries that started popping up, huh? I think so. No, it's the reason we we cause we started, you know. But but happens one time, like with uh, Osmontania organized the same festival in in Paraguay. Paraguay. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. Is the first international Latino, uh, Latino Americano. Uh-huh. Yes. Cool. And, and this is important because he trusts in, in, in the idea, you know. And right. He we saw, move into there. He saw the structure of your festival and he replicated yes, it. Yes, I'm pushing him. I'm um, um, working with him hand-to-hand uh, -to, -hand to the curation and contact other artists, you know. Mm -hmm. Perfect. It's really interesting. Nice. How, was it fun? It's fun, completely. Yeah. I, I, I go with my uh, wife and my two kids to the festival. Oh, cool. What year was that? 2016, something like that, right? Uh -huh. I don't remember exactly. <laughs> what other places? You've traveled all around the world, I know, um, doing your murals. Yes. Uh, what's some of the favorite places you've gone, favorite missions, uh, you know, from, you've been everywhere. Tell me a little bit about traveling the world as a Peruvian who started from nothing, from the streets, built his own style and going out to share his heart with the whole world. It's crazy when, when we paint in, in Austria. Okay. In Austria, we paint in the same thing, in the same space with Roa, Aris, um, and few more, these nachos. Oh, those little nooks in, yes. by the train station, right? Yes. I think I saw, I saw what you painted. Yes. Yeah, they're really beautifully framed because they're very yes, old school like, ornate. Mm -hmm. it's, it's really crazy. And the place is uh, close to the lake and it's, it's right there, actually. And the, the, the site is beautiful. And the, another good experience is go with Peter to to the museum. Mm -hmm. Yo, that in, is in, in Amsterdam. In Amsterdam, mm -hmm. that's good. Actually, all all the situation is good. I, I go with the Chilean brothers to Denmark. USA is 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 great, you know, for forever. Actually, the last my last experience in New York 
with the gallery uh, is completely amazing. Completely. That was in March of last year, yes. right? like right it's before the pandemic. Crazy. Like a week before of pandemic. I returned uh, five days before the pandemic. And before the fucking borders were closed. You could have yes. got trapped in Brooklyn, yes. bro, you know, away from your family and kids. Yes, crazy. I'm, I'm with my wife there. So are we are really like, what the fuck? Also, we try to change the ticket to 15. But I think so. if we do that, we are losing time. Yeah, you would have got stuck there in yeah. Brooklyn as I got stuck here in Peru at the beginning of last year. So yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, like I also really enjoyed uh, painting for the museum in yeah. Amsterdam. Uh, they put me on an Airbnb boat, which yes. is like, oh shit, I'm living in a boat. Uh, <laughs> but you're already like in a few other museums around the world by now, right? Yes, I, I put my work in some museums. Also, the last one is the Museum of Contemporary Art from Bogota. Oh, wow. I do a solo show there, two floors for me. Two floors? Yes. Ah, man. Uh, 50 uh, pieces, art pieces, 50, 50. Oh, 50. 50. Sorry. Okay, damn. 50. 50 pieces, two floors, Contemporary Museum of Bogotá. Holy shit, dude, that's yes, huge. That, that shit is the most important thing of my career. Because mm -hmm. it's the first museum and also the museum take one piece for the collection. Mm -hmm. So it just legit legitimizes you as an artist on the contemporary art scene, not just street art. Yes. Totally. And you, but you're in a lot of other uh, street art, urban museums, like you're in the Graffiti Museum in, in Miami. In Miami also. And you run the Peruvian Museum yes, of uh, Urban Art, right? Yes. Tell me a little bit about that project. I'm sorry with that because the owner of this, this building told me, yo, you got the keys, whatever you need is yours. I say, for real? Okay, perfect. So this is in, that's in the neighborhood of Callao? Yes. Which is a ghetto, rundown neighborhood? It's a ghetto. Also the most uh, um, dangerous ghetto from Peru. <laughs> right. And so the buildings are falling apart there. Yes. So there's some abandoned, beautiful buildings from back in the day when Peru was this beautiful colonial yes. city. But by now they're, they're in decadence. So the owner just said, like, here's a building you can turn into a museum, something like that, right? Yes, two floors. Two floors full of poo of this shit. Full, Damn. you know? So we started cleaning all this shit, uh, moved the beers for other places, you know, like, <laughs> you know, okay. all the techniques because we try in the the good way with with some sounds and stuff like that. But we need the guns. <laughs> At the end, you had to shoot a couple down. Yes, because they were just coming back in to also claim coming house. coming back every time because the house is too big and I'm not stay I'm not living there, so it's completely uh, difficult to clap every time to this shit move. What, what was there like open windows or open rooms? Yes, got a, what's it called? Um, uh, el hueco ese que, que tienen como de casa. ¿Cómo se llama eso? Okay, the inside of a house sometimes, just kind of like the inside hole. patio, yes. so that all the light would come in. Because these are buildings from back in the day where there was not even electricity. 
and yes. you needed natural light in the middle of a house. In order it's to... not too old, but also these places in the past is a bank. Oh, the bank? Yes, it's the London Bank. The London Bank in Callao. I don't, I don't know, <laughs> but it's fucking crazy. But... Yeah, but it's classy and ornate and very... Yeah, it's got a, a fucking good uh, building. Mm -hmm. So I um, started doing my studio. I prepared my uh, art pieces to the um, Contemporary Art Museum. Um, and when I done that part, I say, what happened with that building? Now, I say, I have my friends and we do a museum. And the investor told me, what? You can do a museum? I say, for sure. Give me the money. I got that things. And we do the museum. Nice. It's cool you had that backer that gave you a place and gave you the money to do this. Yes. Yeah, really lucky about that. Um, and we started, we sent invitations to many artists. Also, uh, when the, the time over for this event of principle, people like you and other artists coming other times and got the opportunity to paint there. You know? Right. Because it's not like a, a classic museum where there's walls and you yes. put a painting on the wall. It's more like, hey, there's a wall, paint it. Yes. So all the paintings are on the actual walls as urban art should be, right? Yes. And the important thing with that is in the end, I take it the wall off to, to conserve to our piece, you know. Right, because, um, but that's something you're gonna do in the future, or is that something you want to do? I'm starting with, with, with some now. Okay. I'm starting with some. Okay. In the first floor, I'm starting with some. So I wanna get into your art and what your art's about, but while we're talking about this technique that you're doing, so you lately have had this technique where you almost like spray paint or paint a wall, mm -hmm. and then you throw a bunch of, uh, plaster or 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 or, or expo epoxy and then you rip the whole wall off and then you have like a like a mural but all plastified that then you can move around yes tell me a little uh, bit about this in 2009 uh, one artist here steal walls for us for the movement you oh. know somebody was stealing other people's yes. walls Okay. Yes, with this technique. In the same way people steal Banksy's walls? Yes, it's the same. It's yeah. the same, exactly. The name of technique is strapo. But these this guys change the strapo, the material of the strapo. So in that way, I say, okay, this guy started with that. I started doing the strapo of the, uh, the chicha things, you know? Chicha posters. Chicha posters. So. And the set that at the same time, I started doing stuff like that because I'm really interested in copy the wall in the canvas. Right. To really, truly bring that street art, dirty yes. vibe into it, right? Because I'm really trust in, in, in the ugly things. It's completely beautiful. Piece of right. the ugly thing is completely beautiful. Right. So... I'm I'm focusing that in one in one time I say okay this guy is still the art of other artists why he got that so I'm trying to steal my own work mm -hmm. so I say 
I don't need a canvas. I need a wall. This is my my life. Right. Well, it seems like in the world of street art, when the street artists or murals go and do canvases, they're trying to replicate what's happening in an alleyway. Yes, I, I don't like exactly that for me, personal, no? Right, but it, it's, it's not, I'm not gonna call them fake, but once again, it's an imitation of something that's happening yes. outside, while it seems like you're grabbing what's going outside and just ripping it off and bringing it in the inside. Yes. <laughs> it's completely, um, um, this, this thing, obey exactly to when I 15 years, 16 years, something like that. I started going to abandon the places to uh, practice graffiti. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm going to abandon other places to paint that and take off this part. The people never see that, you know? Right. So I, I got the permission to take that and put it in in the wall. Also, it's my own graffiti. Um, I'm starting to improve with different cans. I'm starting to improve with pay papers, doing scratching, whatever, you know, like uh, using uh, markers, other things, no, the regular mural, the same thing of the street in the same thing on the gallery, you know, right. and try to to change my, my game too. Yeah. Right. You're always ex experimenting with new mediums. I yes. saw you were using oil paints in your studio today. Well, I've never seen you do before. You were doing some sculpture with clay. Yes. Uh, what other mediums have you been playing around with lately? Also, we, we started to use new materials like um, polyurethane. Polyurethane, mm -hmm. uh, this thing you mix A plus a B and that shit it's crazy. It's, it's like for, a plastic? It's, it's something completely toxic, <laughs> for sure. But we started with that and we do, um, uh, what's it called? Gesso. Okay. Yes. Um, we started with concrete. We started with uh, resin. We started with, uh, what's it called? Um, La Luz Neon. Neon. Neon light fluorescent stuff. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, acrylic, oil. I'm study art. So in, 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 my, in my time of the school art, uh, I try to, to investigate too much. You know, I try to learn. My family don't, don't show me the art in my life when I'm, I got the opportunity to, to view a book of art and down with with all you know like like a fucking nerd all the breaks i'm staying in the library uh study 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 because uh, i love art and try to find my way to be something to get art transcendental art mm -hmm. this is the most important thing from from my work did you ever go to school for art or are you self-taught I'm, I'm a study in the School of Art. The name is Corriente Alterna. Oh, yeah. That's kind of like the cool alternative kind of art school in Peru, right? Yeah, I never can pay that. So these guys give me a scholarship. Oh, cool. When yes. was that? 2005. 2005. This, this G called me and said, yo, you need a scholarship? I said, what? 
For real? <laughs> you give me a scholarship? I am what? Uh-huh. And that shit happens. Crazy. Because you were just painting in the streets and they recognize your talent. Yes. How many years did you study? Five years. Five years. For free? For free. God damn. <sighs> yeah, man. I'm a fucking nerd, bro. I, I think I don't look like that, but I, I'm I, I think you got really good karma or like, you know, you're attracting abundance into your life. I think so the people got a confidence about my work when I started and now get confidence about what kind of person get out of his school, you know? Mm -hmm. So, so it's completely interesting when, when these people got, got me this kind of opportunities to study, to do myself better of the other times, you know? Right. That's beautiful, man. You know, like as a person who grew up in Lima, Peru, mm -hmm. I left at 17 years old because I wanted to be an artist. And I didn't believe it was possible to live in Lima, to live in Peru and succeed from art. When you saw an artist when I was a kid, it was like the guys painting little canvases in Parque <laughs> Kennedy, selling them for real cheap. They saw that's the only artist I ever saw. And you're like, wow, how am I going to like make a living from art by living in Peru? So I go to Canada where there's a better economy, better schools, etc. So when I came back and I and I learned about your art and I saw you succeed, it's like, wow, I could have stayed in Peru and figured out a way to succeed and to become abundant. Um, so congratulations, first and foremost. Thank you very much. And, Thank you. Very uh, much. Tell me a little bit about uh, the business of your of your career. Like you, you do many things. You paint murals. You got clients. You got products. Uh, tell me a little bit about uh, how you've been going and creating your success as an artist. This this thing started many many years ago, but now. Uh, this thing evolution, you know. I think so. The the way of um, my fathers uh, give me the education in my house is completely different in other house. So when my father, when I I, I got a kid, he told me every time you need say uh, stay better of me in your life. Say uh, like. Tienes que ser mejor que yo. Okay, you have to be better than me. Yes. You have to improve from what I've done. That's what yes, you're saying. Every time. If you, whatever you do in your life, you know, I say, okay, perfect. So this is the idea in my mind. And when I started get a clients, um, when I started travel, um, learn what happened with this artist, what happened with this artist, who do what. What is the business with that? I, I question that guy. I say, yo, tell me the secret. Come on. I, yo, tell me the secret. So in, in this time, I say, okay, now I'm, I learn all these other opportunities in other countries and say, and translate that to my country. Got an agency to show the clients uh, what is the possibility in the publicity with the art right the street i was i was asking you about that before because a couple of years ago you came to my house i think mm -hmm. you were presenting me uh the opportunity of the museum or something yeah. or having and a the show. gallery too and the remember? gallery you said like hey you should have a show in my gallery and it's like okay let's see how we can figure it out 
But then uh, you were telling me about sponsorships, like, oh yeah, this phone company not only gives me a phone, but pays me a certain amount of money, and this brand of clothing, and these shoes, and this, and it's like, holy shit, you got all these sponsors, <laughs> and then, and I'm like, well, I get some free shoes from Vans, but, you know, maybe a couple other people give me free things, but it's not the same as getting, like, money, which is what you get. And now you even have an agency where you're like, I don't want your free things. Mm -hmm. I want you to pay me for me to tell you how to make your brand cool. So that's yes. what you're doing with your brand, right? Yes. What's your agency's name? Entes. <laughs> Entes. Entes Studio. Entes Studio. Yes. So your latest uh, client is uh, Tres Cruces Beers. Yes. They come to you and they will say what? Like, hey, can you make us be all street cool? Like, No. What? Also, these people come to sponsor me mm -hmm. and say, hmm. Is the is not the only thing I can do with that, mm -hmm. and explain the old shit. You know, I say, yo, I got the opportunity to, I got the opportunity to to do, to explain all the things. You know, so like, yo, I got a new uh, business, so I can try to explain these people, and these people is in love. In, in the first time, I say, I need that. I say, I got that so we can do a, a work together. Also, we can do a new ideas, try to do a kindness in a few months, you know, something like that. Uh, uh, this is the idea to that. So it's kind of like a marketing company in a way. Yes. Yes, something like that. Right, like but a, with a art and, and street culture. Yes, and design, animation, many things, you know. I got all the supports to to show the client, yo, I got that. Mm -hmm. It's all my work now. You choose. Choose what you need. Right. Well, there's so many brands come in and they want to be down with the client, down with the streets, but they're not street people. They're business people who are creating a product. And it's good when they think that they'll throw some six packs at us and then we're like, okay, we, we own these artists and so thus you guys should like us. But I liked how you stood up. It's like, no, I don't want your shit. I want you to pay me to tell you yes. how to do this thing properly. Yes. So this awesome. is the reason because some, sometimes the artists don't, don't see the way to organize it and, and present the idea. You know, because some people think the same of me, of you, you know, and the people don't got the, the marketing, marketing things to do that, you know. So mm -hmm. PDF, a designer to do that, uh, the good way to show the client. A professional looking presentation. Yes, sir. Because you're telling them like, okay, meet with me. Let me explain you how this goes. And you go in full on like showing them. Yes, I got a, I'm working with, with, with some persons here. Uh, and with, with my team, we organized that. I say, okay, perfect. We can do that. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we see what happened with the other agencies of publicity here. I say, what is the difference of these people and me? They're only the clients, because I, I got good ideas too, so. Right. 
plus your ideas are closer to the people yes sir. than some person who went to university and never really got in with the people who you're trying to sell to also the companies like the agencies got a, a part of the cake of your price with the company <laughs> so i say why why these people got my money for the contact only the contact fuck that i got that shit Mm -hmm. <laughs> and in, when I got opportunity, I did, okay, I don't need free things. I don't need a less pay for a sponsorship. I need show you what happened in the street. Right. So you're kind of like almost like a street culture educator in a way. You remind me of my friend Barry in that way. You know, he, yes. he's like an art director. They come to him as the cool skater and he's mm -hmm. like, well, I got a million ideas I could sell you if you just give me a chance. But we're all kind of like ghetto youth kind of characters and they're like, oh, we're going to put our, you know, <laughs> chips to these kind of characters. Um, so, yeah, I think that's really great what you've done with, uh, with your business side of things. But now tell me, what's your art about? You know, when you're doing these paintings, these murals, um, what's your topics of expression? I try to tell, I try to talk straight about the life in Lima. Because is my my word actually so i try to do, to talk about my past my my life you know try to talk about be a brown person in white world uh, and the what the difference of the opportunities got the other persons and me you know i try to talk the um the position of the people studying the good college and the public college. I'm started there, so I know very well what happened with that. Uh, now I try to talking about uh, the new uh, social movement in Peru about the last one month or two months ago. Uh, when this shit started here, like Wake Up Peru uh, with the President Merino, uh, we kicked off in six, day, six days mm -hmm. and we lost two persons, Inti and Jack Pintado. So, so we, we are really present. We do uh, uh, many of banderolas, we, we do uh, posters, we do many drawings to that way to that uh, to educate the people yes or what's happening politically so yes. your art's quite political then yes it's completely political now i changed the position when 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 i'm stay working alone i say okay i return to my time of the school when i'm i do art school i say this this thing stay stopping when i i get back i'm done the the art school i say okay i'm working with other person we we paint graffiti I, we focus in that but my art education stays stuck there when i return to that i'm starting to investigate in new materials new concepts new all the all the the twist all the situation to to this kind of new 
space, new, new shits to do in art, you know, mm -hmm. like political things, talking about the jails here, also, also this, this art piece talking about the knife of the jail, the jail. Mm -hmm. So the people, you know, the I want to ask street. you something because you were telling me you said that your art is about the experience of being brown in a white world. So a lot of your paintings are about like the black culture because you got black yeah. blood yes. in you, right? Do you yes. consider yourself black? Or? Yes, half black. Okay, half black from like what the south of Lima, like from or like just general. Uh, my mother, the family of my mother is black. Uh huh, and. But is Peru the white world too? Like, because it's mostly brown people, right? Or is yeah, it, yes, or is it still ruled I, by the I, white? I talking, I talking about the power uh, persons in the world. You know, not okay. only Peru. Also in Peru, all the power people is white. Mm -hmm. You know, but you're talking more about Peru being a brown country in the world of the white. Yes. So when I'm... when I travel, I feel that also in 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 the airports and got many problems for my my skin right. or for tattoos something like that you know? right you you experience a lot of racism yes mm -hmm. like in miami many many times really i i i try to fly to fort lauder lauderdale no to try to never uh, stay in in miami in the airport many problems there. Oh, really? So people yes. are more racist to you in the Miami airport than the yes. Fort Lauderdale airport. Yes. Why? I don't know. Wow. Yo, yeah. I'm because you would like think the Miami airport hours. is a lot more Latino and they're used yes. to Latino also being there. Also, I'm, I can speak, speak Spanish there, right. but I don't know why the people is a bit racist, you know. For me, it's like disgusting. I don't like it. I'm started the last time when I'm staying in Miami. I'm stay five hours in the airport. Five hours. I'm losing my mind. Why? For art piece. For an art piece. Uh, they were not letting you have the art yes. piece. Why? Because they thought maybe there's drugs in it. Because you're coming from Peru. Yes. I I, I don't I, the piece. I think so. The people think I got cocaine in my art piece. Right. You know? Well, but I, in the in the end, I say, yo, whatever, take it. Mm -hmm. I don't care about that. I'm the artist. I can do thousands of this shit. Right. I don't care. Well, I'm not going to say that uh, they're not being racist or whatever. I, I, I wasn't there and I don't know what the situation was. But I do remember that when I was traveling with my Peruvian passport, even though I got less dark pigmentation, I was also being taken to a room being like, all right, where's the cocaine? You're yes. coming from Peru and you're kind of... Where is the cocaine? Right. It's like... It's straight. So maybe it's not like so much a skin tone color, but more of a thing that we come from a cocaine country. Also, in end, I, I discover is the thing with the red passport. Oh, yeah? Yes, because all the Andina zone here uh -huh. got the red passport. Ooh, it's almost like your red flag, huh? Yes. <laughs> hey, red passport means careful with these co-countries. Yes. <laughs> Damn. No, it's really weird, but I don't know what happens exactly, you know. Mm-hmm. That's very interesting. So, 
you got this political message in your art. And would you say you mostly are a muralist or a street artist? Are you uh I'm, uh, uh for me I paint graffiti. <laughs> oh yeah? Yes, I like it because the other positions is good, but it's only a position. But it's it's like a don't got statement about that, you know? For but, me, it's like, what is the foundation about different names for the same thing? You paint with the spray cans and latex too. Also, the graffiti writers do that. Uh, and it's a really beef. Ah, you don't paint graffiti, you don't paint trains, you don't paint in the street. And the other, ah, you don't paint murals. I say, why? Why the people this... Uh, Fighting. Fighting for, for nothing. You think that the beef between graffiti and street art is bullshit? It's bullshit. Yeah, what's up? Like, it seems like the anger is mostly from graffiti towards street art, even though there's a uh, snobism from the street art world towards the graffiti. It's like, oh yeah, you're old school. That doesn't yes. matter. I'll paint over your graffiti. It's just garbage. And meanwhile, the graffiti people, we were here first. We create this culture and you just come here and disregard us as if we're nothing. Also, also, this is the ex, the the point to to I'm um, started investigate other things, other materials. Cause I say, okay, I'm paint graffiti, but I try to evolution to the street art. You know, I say, what is the mix with that? I say, okay, I'm a study art. Um, and when I study, I got a, a course about the other materials, not only canvas, not only oil, acrylic, oil, uh, marble, other things to, to do in the classic art. So it's more contemporary education for me. And this is, I, I be curious to do other things. It's the same thing to the graffiti writers. It's the same thing for the street artists to do other things and evolution the the way of the graffiti and the street art also yeah. you gotta keep on evolving mixing mix it up not just be like we're this and if we're not this it's like it's the same problem in the world where like i'm this race and this culture and nothing yes. shall change it or you're white and you shouldn't have that hairstyle like everybody should just stick to their own so that's why i'm just like come on street art and graffiti what's with this fight we're all the same thing we're all yes. doing stuff in the streets just everybody respect each other everybody has a spot yes. and let's all just have fucking fun yes <laughs> it's, for me it's the same we 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 need fun in the street you know this right. is the the foundation the street pain in the street the other thing is other things you know the street is other game for me but I respect completely other ways to paint and and do create art, you know? Right. So I think so the people need to learn a little bit more. And the graffiti writers try to investigate a little bit more, but it's my opinion, no? I don't say, yo, I got the way for you are better. Right. It's my, my, my point of the view. Right. Well, graffiti seems like it's about breaking the law. So as soon as you tell them the rule, they want to break it. Um, but in general, I think the street rule should be if somebody painted something really nice, just leave it alone, tag somewhere else, white bomb over it. Like, do you really got to ride somebody else's mural in order to get your visibility? Yeah, I, I think so. Is that she is try to 
take some um, lights, you know. Yeah, some attention and exposure for yes. somebody else's work, and that's a whack way. Yes, it's kind of like whack way. Yeah, make whack. your fame. Um, but also about the break laws, is the same. Why the street artists tell uh, finish paint a canvas? What you do? Investigating other things and do uh, do a strap and take your walls. Right, you know, each every person can do their own thing, and it shouldn't be like. But some people will say like it's not graffiti unless it's illegal. Yes. So, for me, it's the same. For me, it's the same. It's illegal and no more. Mm -hmm. But now the the times change, the mm -hmm. situation change too. You evolve. We get older too. Yes. We don't want to go to jail I, for painting. I almost up. forty. You got forty. Mm -hmm. So, why try to? to looking back, you know. <laughs> right, you got to keep on uh, switching it up. So do you have some opinions about street art in general? Like before you're telling me you're making uh, comparisons between the world of contemporary art and the world of street art. Yes, I think so. I got the, 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 um, this idea of the movement uh, really straight. Which has become so popular in the last yes. few years. Since what? Exit it's through it's the game only now? popular. Mm -hmm. Uh, popular is fancy, not the street art, mm -hmm. you know? JR is popular, um, Osgemius is popular, but the other artists, the other artists, all, the whole movement got likes in Instagram, but likes in Instagram got money for you? Yeah. No, no Popu every time. Popularity doesn't pay the bills. Yes, sir. So this is the problem for me. Uh, uh, I never think so we paint to like seeing Instagram. We pay, we paint in the street for we like. And in the end, when it's a profession, we try to do money with that. And the ways go to the gallery or you choose your own gallery, roll your own gallery and do your work. And for nothing of that, we need uh, Instagram. I know people say art for one hundred thousand of dollars got one hundred followers. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Instagram is completely ridiculous. Right. Well, it's it, it, it's interesting your perspective and your point of view because I got some friends who say we don't need the galleries anymore. Because now we got Instagram, we got social media, and I can find my clients, and I can sell enough canvases from just showing it on social media. We don't need the system anymore. But you're telling me, like, Instagram is fleeting. It could be popular today, but then tomorrow yes. TikTok comes and no more art sales. This and... is the thing. Right. It's, it's completely fake. Because um, for me, it's like we don't need nothing like no galleries no nothing but f is you for me it's important because i'm trying to put my work in the museum mm -hmm. so i need to align to that to do that right if you stay in the street and you need only put your work in the gallery okay to do your line you know if for the gallery of a street art you need likes in Instagram. For the art uh, movement, you need 
good work. Right. Or good connection. For me, it's good work because I, I don't got the good connections to do that. I think you got better connections than me, but... Yeah, but here, knowing the world, you know, so... Well, I think us artists, we want to be immortal to some way. Like, we want to die and know that our work lives on past what we lived. You know? I, got, I got two examples to, to contrast that, like Picasso and Dali. Right. Uh, the most important artist living his millions. <laughs> mm -hmm. So uh, I got many also, but this is the most recognized artist in the world. Also. Right. They're, they still live, they still sell art, but they've been long dead. Yes. Also, I think so, Dali life like uh, 80 years 80 old. 80 years old, yeah. something like that. Yeah. Um, Picasso too. I, I don't remember exactly the numbers, but this guy got many fame and also Basquiat, he died in $5,000 mm -hmm. for real. Like $5,000? Yeah, it's like a bet uh -huh. or $5,000. Oh, 5000 bills, he died? Oh, that's kind of weird. <laughs> I don't know, this guy is really crazy. Yeah, it's, it's a way to too go. Too many crack for, for me. <laughs> right, yeah, for me, I guess the end of the go end goal of life is not like how much money I made, but what hearts I touched. So I, I would probably just lie there with my loved ones or whatever, mm -hmm. uh, more than just a bunch of paper. Yes. But, you know, to each their own. But I guess the point I was making is we want to be remembered. Mm -hmm. And when I ask my gallery friends, like, hey, how can I become part of art history? It's like, well, that's cool that you're cool on social media and that a lot of people like your art. Like the reason why you're good on social media is because you touch people's hearts and they resonate. So that's mm -hmm. good that you're in touch with your public. But you also got to be down with the system because if you don't get into big galleries, then you'll never be good enough or admitted into the museums and it's the museums who will show your art for hundreds of years and be this artist was important and you should continue looking at his art yes. and etc but i don't like working with the gallery so much i don't like how they take 50 percent i don't even know how to be cool enough for them i, I don't do anything about that <laughs> uh -huh. i'm a hater for real so i i uh, i don't try to do nothing about that but I think so the, my way to try to put my art in museums is do a stronger art to um, interesting art, also political art, like try to tell about what happened in this area, you know, mm, right. for go to the next step to tell the people, yo, Joan Jimenez Sentes is a most important uh, artists of this area, you know. Telling us a certain story. Yes. So talking about stories, let's go back to those riots that just happened a couple of months ago here in mm -hmm. Peru. Uh, this president, or, uh, the president that was in, in charge got knocked off. A new president was placed by corrupt politicians. Everybody knew he was a, a thief that was ready to steal and the whole Peruvian youth and population came up to protest in the streets, yes. which then turned into police shooting at people. You told me today yes. those two kids that got murdered 
were shot with marbles. Yes. That's crazy. That's fucking crazy. One of his hearts exploded or something? Yes. Inti hearts exploded. Holy fuck, man. Yo, that's is sad. So we got here like um, uh, wake up Peru, you know, like we finally we wake up all of of this corruption touch him touch us for many many years ago like 20 maybe maybe 30 something like that so in the end we we kick off this president this fake president in six days that shit never happens in the world i think so personally uh, we 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 win but we lose because we we wait for the next election it's in april yeah. right so in the end this the same garbage staying in the election mm-hmm. keiko foresight all yeah. these so all, all the, their guys, all the corrupt politicians that put that, that corrupt president who then had to renounce because people were dying in the streets. Yes. But in the next election, it's the same corrupt politicians and nobody to choose from. I hope so. We learn with this, with this uh, wake up. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I don't know. Never know what happened with the Peruvian. He lost his mind very fast. Um, he he forgets. He forgets. But the youth woke up. Was it the youth that woke up? I don't understand. Sorry. The youth, the young people, because it was yes. like the bicentenario generation. Yes, right? I hate that name, but because bicentenario remembers me like a oppression, uh, ex, uh, esclavos, and all this shit. I don't like it. Yeah. So for yeah. 200 years, you've yeah. been tortured and that's the generation. I, I think so. This generation is the wake up generation is like uh, youngest people get out the street. Also, the face of the protest is a girl of 33 years old. Who was she? No, it, it's like uh, in the investigate uh, we got more girls of this age in the... Okay, so the average protester was girls in their 30s. Yes. Beautiful. Yes, it's, it's completely amazing. For in me, a country like... where men are always dominating everything. Yes. Awesome. That's, that's completely awesome. For me, it's like, uh, I'm really happy this kind of thing happens because for in the end, the youngest people try to get take the control of the planet, you know? Mm-hmm. And these people stay in the Instagram, stay in uh, Facebook, other things, and use that shit to switch the the fake news in the television, you know? So Right, people are using social media to communicate what really is happening as opposed to the bullshit that they put on TV to tell us what's yes. going on. Here is completely political... Uh, Propaganda. Interesting propaganda, you right. know. In, but it's the same in North America. Yeah, it's, it's the same in other, in whatever place, you know. But I think in also in Cuba. <laughs> well, everywhere, I guess. But I guess right now the problem in North America, or especially the United States, is that you got two sides. You got the very 
left side CNN and the very right side Fox and each is saying opposite points of views so people are either confused or they stick to each side and then they fight each other well in Peru I guess the medians are saying one thing but everybody says like oh yeah that's bullshit so we're all going to the other side and trying to fucking go against that yes here is like only the right got the power of the of the television and news things, newspapers, okay. you know? So for me, it's like, I don't care about that. Right, everybody calls bullshit and, yes. and people are going more towards the left. Some, 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 we got some left part, like soft left, you know? But it's like a little weird. It's, it's weird, it's political, bro. It's like... Well, I think it's beautiful when art and the people can come together and uh, spread the good word of mm -hmm. what we have to do to liberate ourselves from the corruption that reigns Peru and the world. It's just been too too long that uh, negativity has been dominating us. Do you have some hope for Peru? Yes, for sure. Uh, we got all the shit uh, the world needs, like food, good uh, earth, uh, lakes, you know, see you know like wherever we got all the resources all 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 the things so for sure we 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 stay um, thinking about the hope of the future for my kids for all the families you know but political things is weird we don't know what happened in 30 years you know I don't know what happened next year as well. So it's really confused to try to, 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 to support my work, my work here. This is the reason because I'm trying to travel and try to put my art in other countries. And, and this gives me support because the lead of the art is really weird. And not many brown peoples and black persons stay in, the, in this elite. So it's completely go uh, dif difficult to uh, get in right. this. Climb like, economically. Yes, sir. In Peru and in the world, really. Yeah, in, in all the world. In Peru also and in the world too. Right. But now we're in the years of COVID. How long do you think this process of evolution and transmutation will last for us to wake up truly? I think so. We, we, we got, I don't know. Two years more, I hope so. It's only two years, but this should change every year. You know, like now we got COVID 2012. You know, so 21. Yes, now 21. You know, uh, so I don't know what happened exactly, uh, but but I I hope so. In 2012, we can move more. 2021. <laughs> 2022. 2022. Okay. Yes, I also in 2022 we got uh, more facilities to travel, to move, to do the the back life, you know. Right, go back to our life of freedom. Yes, and hopefully nature has healed, or that we're ready to work with nature uh, in a less destructive way. The people don't understand what happened with the nature now. Uh, with these months lockdown in the houses, 
the air clean, you know, a little bit of this shit for every year, you know. So I think so for me, if, if Peru take the decision, lock down and say, okay, perfect, because the nature need that. And they need the break. Yes, need the break of the human. The, the, the more uh, ugly thing in the world, because <laughs> it's really weird, right? We come to here to kill animals and vegetables. It's really weird, if you think about that. We take everything. Yes, we take everything and never get back something. Right. Well, let's keep on learning how to take less and give more. Yes. And grow in this process of uh, quarantines and restrictions and hope for the best. And then we go back to our lives of art and freedom and expression and good vibes. Do you have some final words of wisdom for the viewers of this show, uh, for young artists? Do you have some message you'd like to share? Do yourself. Never try to do other person. Try to do your thing. No, try to copy other things. Try to see everyone, wherever. But with this, learn and learn split yourself. It's the only thing I do, and this is my way, and I hope so help somebody. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much, Juan. Thank you, Entes. Mi hermanito, yes. gracias <laughs> por estar en el show. And uh, thank you so much for watching. If you enjoyed this interview, please like, share, comment. And uh, yeah, let's keep on spreading these awesome artists we have here. I'll see you next week. See you later. Today, my great guest of honor is Miki Gonzalez. Because I wasn't young. I was 33 when I did my first record, my first album. Right. So it, it you know, success got to me in a different way. And I was, I was really angry at the press because I had already been to El Carmen. I had already been in, in contact with this rural Afro-Peruvian uh, town, all, all this culture that was not even in the mainstream. It was like, I felt I was Alan Lomax recording Robert Johnson. That's how I felt when I was in El Carmen. I'll, still, even now, there are things that I hadn't heard that there's not like from the slaves, but it's like this tradition, Afro-Peruvian tradition, super roots. And uh, <clears throat> so I was really mad at the press people when they were asking me things and very light and superficial, right. stupid stuff. And I had been doing like really serious cultural exchanges. Uh, right. So make sure to subscribe, like, and everything else. Big thanks and see you next week. Peace.